0: Tonight, what really happened at Roswell, New Mexico, 56 years ago this week? Did the United States military cover up a UFO crash landing complete with alien bodies? Do UFOs exist? Have they been here? Tonight, we return to Roswell with those who were there. Walter Haught, he was the information officer at Roswell Army Airfield. He wrote the now famous July 8, 1947 press release that said a flying disc had been recovered. Glenn Dennis, he worked at a Roswell funeral home and says someone claiming to be the airfield's mortuary officer called to ask him about small caskets. Nancy Easley Johnston, her father, was in charge of security and cleanup at the Roswell site. Jess Marcel, Jr., his father, was a Roswell intelligence officer. He says he saw debris samples his father brought home from the crash site. And later, Don Schmidt, one of the world's leading UFO experts, leslie kane a journalist investigating the incident known as pennsylvania's roswell dr william dolman archaeologist who conducted tests on the roswell site last year and julie schuster walter Holt's daughter and executive director of the international ufo museum at roswell all next on larry king live refer you to the sci-fi channels documentary the roswell crash the startling new evidence is now available on uh, dvd and we thank them for their help in this program tonight we start in roswell new mexico with two guys who were there walter haught who was the united states air force public information officer at roswell army airfield and glenn dennis who was working at the ballard funeral home in roswell new mexico what call did you get glenn
1: i received a call from the mortuary officer forming it
0: that's beautiful go ahead, go ahead. I'm hearing someone else talking. Go ahead, ahead, Glenn, continue. All right, I think that's Walter talking. I think we're trying to talk to Walter at the same time we're talking to Glenn, one at a time. Glenn, what call did you get?
1: I received a call from the mortuary officer at the base, asking me how many infant hermetically sealed casters we had, three and a half to four feet in stock. And I what did you him, make it I said, a- we only have one, it's not military, but I said, uh, I can call Amarillo, Texas Coffin Company by 3 this afternoon, have all you need by <clears throat> noon tomorrow on the old truck line. I said, what's going on out there? And he said, that's not important. And then he called me back later and he wants to know how I'm buying a We the alter the tissue, the stomach contents, and what was our preparation for bodies laying out in the helmets for days. I said, sir, we have to do it. The mortuary officer has to tell us what he wants and how he wants it and what procedure he wants us to follow. And uh, he became a little bit upset. But anyway, uh, that was uh, that was the way that it all started off with me right there.
0: All right, Walter. What pro- supposedly happened at the airbase where you were the public information officer? We. Uh,
2: came up with the fact that we had in our possession a flying saucer and uh, Colonel Blanchard told me to put it out on every medium I can put it out on which I did as best I could and I went home that evening and that telephone and everything that they can use was running completely on I don't know what kind of value but I think it ultimately quit at about three o'clock in the morning it was a long... go ahead
0: Were you ever asked to countermand that release? Were you ever asked to change what you were first asked to say?
2: No, I was not uh, told to change it. Uh, I put out the uh, facts that we had in our possession of a flying saucer.
0: Did you, Walter, ever see any of the wreckage? No, sir. What was said in the days subsequent? Was there a lot of talk about this, Did people at the airfield say they'd seen any of these bodies or seen any of these creatures? Was it a wide amount of discussion at Roswell?
2: No, I think you have to take in the idea that the people on the base were accustomed to keeping their mouths shut, if I may use that, expression. They need uh, just to talk about information doesn't fit. Uh, People that were working on the base knew what was going on in the aircraft that they were working on. The persons like myself, uh, the flymen, uh we were accustomed to taking off at certain times and yeah. turning around and
0: keep on going. Now we're gonna before we continue question, we're gonna show you a clip from the sci-fi channel documentary, The Roswell Crash, startling new evidence. It's now available on DVD, and we'll come back with uh, Walter and Glenn. Watch.
3: Outside of Roswell, southwest of Highway 285. William Woody and his father reported seeing a
4: fiery object descending toward Earth. What's interesting about the Woody aspect of it is that he and his father the next day or a day or two later tried to go out to see if they could find where the thing fell and ran into the military cordon. So we've got an interesting little corroboration there. The military was interested in it and they're turned back by, by the cordons.
0: I know that Walter's a little under the weather, so I'll just have a question or two left for you, Walter, and let you get out and get some help. Uh, did not the next day General Roger Ramey in Fort Worth say that the object was a weather balloon?
2: Yes, that's uh, what came out. Uh, the general just put in a. Uh, it's, you're wrong when you talk about it. Uh, it's just a weather balloon, and forget it. That's well, of The a key question division.
0: for you, Walter, is what do you believe?
2: Well, I believe personally that we had in our possession a flying saucer, uh, and that's the whole summons, the story, as far as I was concerned.
0: So you believe, believe aliens crashed, and that why, and that crashed at roswell new mexico at the airbase walter i hope you feel better i thank you for spending some time with us glenn dennis will remain other guests will join us be well walter we will return with more on the incredible events of 56 years ago at roswell new mexico still one of the most talked about events ever don't go away
5: Move over, Claritin. Today, there's Alivert. Non-drowsy allergy medicine you can take right when you need it. New Alivert starts dissolving the instant it touches your tongue without water. So Alivert is non-drowsy relief you can take inside, outside, wherever you are. Get prescription strength non-drowsy 24-hour relief. Even Claritin can't beat. New quick-dissolving Alivert. Allergy medicine you can take right when you need it, wherever you are. Also, try Alivert in your
6: easy-to-swallow tablets
4: one of these cars is filled with new shell gasoline the gasoline specially formulated to give you better when, known to investigators as the debris field is where some
3: believe an extraterrestrial craft blew apart and fell to earth
0: Remaining with us is Glenn Dennis, who worked at the Ballard Funeral Home in Roswell, New Mexico. Joining us from Colorado Springs is Nancy Easley Johnston, the daughter of Edwin Easley, the Army Air Corps officer in charge of security and cleanup at the Roswell site. And in Helena, Montana is Dr. Jess Marcel Jr., the son of Major Jesse Marcel, who was an intelligence officer at Roswell. He says he saw debris samples his father brought home. Uh, Glenn, back to you. What was the follow-up? What was the eventual result? Did they ever order any of these caskets? Glenn? Yes. Did they ever order, did the Army Air Force ever order anything from the funeral home?
1: No, sir, they did not. They did not order anything.
0: How do you know the Air Force was calling you?
1: Well, because I knew the mortuary officer out there very well. We were close oh. friends. Uh, and I knew all the people out there. We worked at the hospital. We had the only ambulance business. And we were involved quite a bit out at the base. Also, we had the military contracts, so I knew them all.
0: Do you agree with Walter? Do you think that a, that a, that a foreign object landed, landed there with aliens at Roswell 56 years ago?
1: Well, I agree with him. One reason I agree with him, because all the ranchers and farmers knew what weather balloons were. Every time they found one, there's a little instrument on the end. If they turned that in, they got 25 bucks. When this happened, they had no idea what it was. They filled their pickups full of metal, I mean full of debris, brought it into the Roswell Army Airfield, and that's where all the investigation started, right
0: there. All right, Nancy. Your father was the Army Air Corps officer in charge of security and cleanup. What did he tell? How old were you at the time?
6: I was a year and a half old, so I remember very little.
0: (laughs) What did he tell you later on?
6: My father was reluctant to ever talk about this incident. Once my sister and I discovered that an incident had occurred that he had been part of when we asked him about it he always told us that he had promised president truman that he would not discuss it and he stuck with that up until the end till almost the very end
0: well doesn't by the fact that he wouldn't say anything tell you that something happened
6: i'm sure something happened i am not privy to the knowledge of what exactly happened but i'm sure something happened
0: and jess marshall junior your uh, father was an intelligence officer you said you saw debris samples that he brought uh, home yeah.
7: what did you see uh yes larry you know my dad was the, uh, one of the intelligence officers for the 509th bomb group and uh, as such it was his job to investigate unusual mm-hmm. events like, uh, like what happened out there and uh, he was called out one night to the uh, ranch where this thing had landed picked up some of the debris he and one of the CIC agents picked up some of the debris and uh, loaded it in the back of our 1942 Buick. And since our house was on the way to the airbase, my uh, dad just swung by the house to show my mother and myself what they had found out there because he realized it was something very, very unusual, something unique as a matter of fact because I uh, didn't think he would ever see anything like this again, which of course I have not. And he uh, drove by the house, put on the kitchen floor, woke my mother and myself up so we could look at this and uh, we got out in the kitchen and looked, I looked at the debris that was on the floor and there was just a lot of metal parts of metallic like foil like debris some uh, IB material and some black plastic material and the first thing he wanted us to do was to look for any electronic components uh, such as uh, uh, vacuum tubes, resistors or condensers because I think he said something like this is part of a flying saucer and being a young kid at the time I didn't know what a flying saucer was but I sure realized later but uh, I examined some of the debris, uh, some of the foil. I didn't uh, picked it up, looked at it, didn't try to bend it or tear it or stress it in any way. But uh, I found something very unusual, though. There were some I beams that uh, were about a foot, foot and a half long. And along the inner surface of the I beams, you could see some sort of writing. Uh, and it was kind of a purple metallic hue that you could see very well if you held this up to the light. And I thought at first this was like Egyptian hieroglyphics, but uh, later thought it was not hieroglyphics at all, but uh, more like uh, geometric symbols.
0: I want to pick so, up there in a minute, but I want hold on one second, Jess. I want to yes. toss to a film clip of your father talking a little about this. Let's watch.
8: One thing I was certain of, being familiar with all our activities, that it was not a weather balloon, nor an aircraft, nor a missile. It was something else of which we didn't know what it was. There were just fragments strewn all over the Area, so we
0: proceeded to pick up the parts. A lot of it had a lot of little members with symbols that, to me, I call them hieroglyphics because I could not
4: interpret them. could not be read. They were just like symbols of something that meant something. These little members could not be broken,
0: could not be burned. I, I even tried to burn that. It would not burn. See, that stuff weighs nothing. It's not the thicker than tin in a pack of cigarettes. Yes. Subsequently, did your father come home and tell you and your mother to forget everything?
7: Well, he sure did. Uh, he, as I understood, he flew the material to uh, Fort Worth to uh, General Roger Ramey, who is the Eighth uh, Air Force commander. For his uh, uh... information and when my dad got back the next day or the day after he uh... sat my mother and myself down and told us under no uncertain terms were we to ever discuss this issue again of course here I'm talking about it but uh... but that was very definitely one of the uh, commands that he gave us is not to talk about it not with your friends not with anybody not even family so the, members
0: so the obvious guess is what do you believe
7: well i think it's something very extraordinary uh, i don't know what it was but uh since that time I, and thinking more about this I can't help but believe that it was something that came from another civilization much like a space probe that we're sending to other planets right now and because uh, the material is unique like I say and uh, and I do know it was not a weather balloon or even a mobile balloon like the Air Force later said because the material is totally different
0: Nancy what are you I know your father said uh say nothing and he wouldn't tell you what then he, truman and all that what do you believe
6: i believe that something obviously happened out there in the countryside close to roswell that the government has tried very hard all these years to keep us from from understanding and knowing about I, since i was not a witness i have no personal knowledge of what it was but it had to have been something very big at that time, that the government wanted covered up.
0: Now, uh, Glenn, you still live. You live in Roswell. Do you I believe there's? Agree, s- yes. yeah. Do you it's believe there's 100. still stuff there? Well,
1: they go out every year. Every year after all of the snows and and uh, the winter, these uh, government people go out with Geiger counters and everything else, and they had this all marked off up there, and. Uh, i don't know if they found anything else or not because they do not consult us anymore at all but i do know the ranchers and i know the people up there because our mortuary has been involved up there with most of it i mean with the people there and very seldom will we ever talk about it once in a while
7: we'll sit down and mention
0: something but very often not very really. often yes, you think the government set your father up to be kind of a fall guy here
7: well he was a good soldier he was just following orders and i'm sure that he uh, was told to bring the message home to the family that uh, uh, that not to talk about it because apparently somebody found out that we actually saw the material, and uh, yeah. you know years later I I asked him about the possibility of someone being still out there and he said no 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 they vacuumed that place up
0: period. Now you stay with us, Jess Nancy. Thanks very much for being with us. We'll hold the uh, Glen. And we'll be... Thank you, Nancy. We appreciate your input. We'll come back with more. We'll meet our full panel later. Don't go away.
2: took off, actually, in June of 1947 in the state of Washington, when a pilot by the name of Kenneth Arnold saw m- many objects going in formation at a very, very high speed by Mount Rainier in Washington.
3: Arnold said that the nine silvery objects he'd seen looked like saucers skipping over a pond. The next day, his story was front-page news, and a new term entered the American lexicon. Flying saucer.
9: I've got the world on a string Sitting on a rainbow I've got that string around my little finger What a world, what a life
4: you've noticed a lot of people with strings around their fingers. It's simply a reminder that the Mercedes-Benz summer event is going on now. Visit your local Mercedes-Benz dealer. 2.9% financing is available for a limited time on all new 2003 M-Class models with optional seating capacity for up to 7 people.
8: Money we do. Good
7: morning, Ted. Richard?
8: You tend to be a little more demanding. Evergreen. Investments that stand the test of time.
4: Next week, Solanet O'Brien. Starting Monday,
8: Bill Hammer.
4: Only on
8: CNN. Together on American Morning, where real news makes the difference.
4: American Morning. CNN next week. And tomorrow, they risk their lives to save others in the world's most dangerous places. The story behind Doctors Without Borders. Wolf Blitzer reports, 5 p.m. Eastern.
8: Hi, we're the Robinsons. Tom teaches
10: martial arts, so he's a very disciplined guy. But there's one subject you never bring up:
2: the dish. When it rained, we lost
8: the picture. When it was windy, we lost the picture. When the dog sneezed, we we lost lost the the picture. picture. I had to adjust the dish twice a week, so we got Comcast digital cable. Picture's perfect. We love it. See, the trick with the dish is knowing how to adjust it.
3: Hi, we're the Martinos. And this is where we live. We manage a self-storage company and we live here too. When
8: we got the dish, they put it on the roof and every time there was bad weather, we lost the picture.
3: I had to go up five stories to fix the dish. It was
8: really icy out, raining, really bad weather. if hey, we had to come up here and fix this thing? Dante's afraid of heights. So we got rid of the dish and got Comcast Digital Cable. We're done with the dish. And the roof. trusted name in news. Over that period of time, dummies were dropped all around there. And I think it's logical to to assume that the people there saw Air Force ambulances come out, they saw gurneys come out, they saw body bags come out because the dummies were put into body bags to protect them. They saw people in pith helmets, they saw people in shorts out there brushing the bushes looking for the remnants of the balloons. And when you put all that stuff together and spin it, you find that it fits perfectly with many of the, the occurrences in Roswell during that era.
0: Remaining with us is Glenn Davis, who worked at the Ballard Funeral Home in Roswell, New Mexico, 56 years ago. Staying with us in Helena, Montana is Dr. Jess Marcel Jr., the son of Major Jesse Marcel. Joining us now from Roswell is Donald Schmidt. Donald Schmidt is the former co-director of the J. Allen Hynek Center for UFO Studies, He's the author of dozens of articles about UFOs, two best-selling books about Roswell. In San Francisco is Leslie Kane, Leslie's investigative journalist, director of investigation of the Coalition for Freedom of Information. She's looking into connections of the 1965 incident in Kecksburg, Pennsylvania. It's been called Pennsylvania's Roswell. She's not an expert on Roswell. We'll go to her in a little while. Dr. William Dolman is an archaeologist, principal investigator for the University of New Mexico School of Contract Archaeology. And he conducted Sci-Fi Channel-sponsored archaeological dig at the purported UFO crash site in Roswell in September of 2002. Donald, what is your read on all of this?
11: Well, I think what has impressed me most of all, especially within the recent years pertaining to the investigation, as even Nancy Strickland was describing, the level of extreme pressure for these people who were involved to retain their silence, to keep this event, keep the experience with them for as long as they did, withholding the information even from their loved ones, their wives, their children. And as you all know, that a deathbed testimony is admissible in a court of law as physical evidence. And sadly, that's something that we are concentrating on right now. And to date not a single one of these people on their deathbeds are describing any type of weather balloon, rocket, aircraft, anything conventional. Invariably they all describe the bodies recovered as well. And I'm not talking about
4: anthropomorphic wooden crash dummies. Dr. Dolman, what do you believe? I believe that um, clearly something happened or it wouldn't have made the news. At the same time I kind of maintain a position in which I'm a scientific investigator looking for physical evidence, and I'm not um, in the business of evaluating the testimony of various people. Um, Instead, I'm engaged in a project that, as far as I know, represents the first intensive effort, at at least, to find some kind of physical evidence of what ever happened back there in 1947. And so, in terms of what I believe, it's really kind of irrelevant because what I believe is that scientific investigation is the best way to go about looking for that physical evidence.
0: Jess, why do you believe, if it occurred, the army wanted to cover it up? What's the big deal? Why not tell us there is life somewhere else? So. I much.
7: wish I yeah I wish I knew the answer to that question because uh, uh, for some reason uh, they are not ready for the public to know what's really out there. Uh, in spite of the fact that we're sending probes ourselves to other planets, uh, and obviously there are civilizations out there that are far advanced of us and can send probes here. Uh, so I really don't know the answer to the question. why they're trying to keep it a secret. Leslie, what happened
0: at Kecksburg, Pennsylvania in 1965?
9: Well, something came down in Keksburg, Pennsylvania in 1965. Um, an object was seen in the sky. It was, there was a meteorite that night, and uh, it went through a number of different states. Uh, citizens of the community saw, some of them saw it actually make a few turns. It came in fairly slowly and landed in the woods near Kecksburg. Uh, a number of witnesses actually saw the object on the ground. Others saw a, a very extensive military presence come into the region. They cordoned off the area. They kept people away and eventually carted away something on the back of a flatbed truck. Uh, This is what the people of the area tell us. Uh, the, The Air Force has told us that nothing came down that night. So we have a contradiction here, and I'm interested in trying to access information that will solve that mystery.
0: What do you believe?
9: I don't know what it was. There's no way to know. We know that something came down. It it could have been a Russian probe. Uh, We don't know what it was, and I'm not in a position to formulate an opinion. I just want, I believe that the people have the right to the information. The people of Pennsylvania in particular who have really uh, suffered a lot by having that information denied to them, and I just think people have a right to know. It was, you know, 1965. Why not tell people what what happened there?
0: I'm going to take a break. Jesse, thank Jess, Marcel, thanks very much for joining us. When we come back, our panel will remain, and we'll also meet Julie Schuster, the executive director of the International UFO Museum. We'll also be including your phone calls for discussing Roswell, New Mexico, 56 years ago. Charles Gibson of Good Morning America is tomorrow night's special guest. Don't go
8: away. And so, Ramey told the press that all this stuff was, was simply a weather
11: balloon, and that was what most of the press published the next day. They never saw the real material. The real material went on to Washington at that time. So Marcel is ordered to pose with the substituted radar reflector balloon. So the first press release that it was a flying saucer, and six hours later, we're sorry, ladies and gentlemen, it's just a weather balloon. The question is, which press release is the true story? It started on Bartlett Street
8: in Brooklyn 154 years ago. An original American company. And today, Pfizer is still discovering and developing new medicines. Pfizer was there in World War II with a breakthrough in penicillin production when no one else could make enough penicillin for our soldiers. Today, Pfizer still leads the way in antibiotics and new Pfizer medicines treat diabetes, manage depression, and ease arthritis pain.
4: Now, Pfizer's meeting another great challenge. Helping people in need get the medicines they need. Programs like the Pfizer for Living Share Card can help seniors in need get a Pfizer prescription for only $15 a month. And where do many of these medicines come from? Right here on Bartlett Street, where Pfizer started over 150 years ago.
8: Meeting humanity's greatest challenges. That's the heritage of an original American company called Pfizer.
0: You want the best values in
4: America? Well, they're here now at the Dodge Summer Sales Drive. Where
6: you'll find our best products.
4: Like the powerful Ram 1500 with an available 5.7 liter heavy. And our best deals.
10: Get a $2,500 cash allowance or 0% APR financing for up to 60 months on
4: Ram. All the Dodge's 7-year, 70,000-mile powertrain limited warranty. Let us prove we got the best values in America. Hurry to your Dodge dealer today.
5: checking in. Hi. Checking in. Checking in.
2: Hi.
8: Good morning, sir. Checking in. At hotels.com, we check out a wide range of hotels, so you get the best price and exactly what you want in a hotel. Hotels.com. Best prices, best places. Guaranteed. It's an unforgettable journey to a magical place where wishes come true. GCN's annual holiday presentation
4: of The Wizard of Oz. Without commercials. Saturday at 8 p.m. Eastern with an encore Sunday at 4 p.m. Eastern. Only on Turner Classic Movies. CNN Tomorrow. Allegations
0: of drugs and abuse. A couple in turmoil. Explosive accusations about JFK Jr.'s marriage. Now his friends fight back on American Morning. CNN
11: Tomorrow, 7 Eastern
8: power of reporting.
4: More viewers than any U.S. television news organization. The power of CNN. The most trusted name in news.
3: Major Marcel and Captain Sheridan Cabot traveled to the Foster Ranch and spent a day gathering the strange wreckage. Marcel was so intrigued by the debris that on his way back to the base, He stopped by his home to show his
7: family what he'd found. My dad came into my room very excited, and he wanted to show us some material that he'd found. I think the inclination or intimation there was, this was part of a flying saucer.
0: Discussing the events in Roswell, New Mexico. Joining us now is Julie Schuster. She's executive director of the International UFO Museum and Research Center in Roswell. The earlier guest, Walter Haught, is her father, what is the, what what is, what do we see at the museum, Julie?
10: Oh, we have a lot of things to offer, and one of the things that we try to do is can show what Rawls will look like in 1947, give our visitors a glimpse of what Rawls will look like, and one of the things we do is our radio display with the teletype and the audio control that shows what the radio station may have looked like where Mac Brazel was interviewed
0: do you show anything resembling what might have been captured there
10: we have a lot of um artist renditions of what the saucers may have looked like we do have a um, few other displays that give some interpretations
0: we know what your father thinks what do you think
10: well now if i said i agreed with my father because he's sitting here um now i i believe that something did happen. These were people with incredible integrity and very conservative and if they said something happened, something happened.
0: Donald Schmidt, why would the government, this has been asked over the years every time we hear about UFOs, What are they hiding it for what purpose?
11: Well, in just looking at the history, specifically of New Mexico in 1947, I'm amazed when I especially lecture on the college circuit When you ask, where was the first atomic bomb detonated? And invariably, most people say Japan. Whereas anybody here in New Mexico so... (laughs) Historically knows it happened right here. Just uh, about 150 miles west of Roswell. Roswell was the hotbed of all military research and testing at that time. They captured V-2 rockets. And if we even go by the Air Force's Project Blue Book records, which would suggest that there were more UFO sightings here in 1947 than anywhere else. Whereas there were also more Soviet spies well, here.
0: But the question is, why would they keep the information from the public? Assuming it's all well, true. That well,
11: would, that would be part of it. The fact that it immediately became in concern of the high-ranking officials of the Pentagon, that if this wasn't anything of a foreign design, and it was some new intelligence, something that could potentially be reverse-engineered, replicated, that it would become an immediate race with the Soviets. Something that we possessed, and hopefully they did not. And that wouldn't be the thinking...
0: That wouldn't be the thinking now.
11: So we assume that
0: this information is passed along, so why doesn't uh, Rumsfeld release it?
11: Well, though, uh, and as you've had former President Carter and former President Clinton The question could be posed to either one of them, whereas they themselves tried to gain access to information, actually tried to release information specifically on UFOs and specifically on Roswell, and yet they failed. It is our position, my partner Thomas Carey and I, that it is still a cover-up of ignorance that they have physical proof but they still do not have the answers as to from where, from why, and from who. Okay. Glenn, why do you think they're not releasing it?
1: Well, from what I've been told and being interviewed, uh, the problem is that whoever has this energy could control the whole world. And if we don't have the elements on our planet or anything else to reproduce these, then it could be a problem. Now I've heard this from three or four different uh, sources, and. Maybe that's true, I don't know, but if you remember the Orson Wells you know, they War didn't of the know world. what would happen, yeah. yeah, and they didn't know if that would happen in New Mexico or around the world or anything else if we were being invaded
0: by aliens. Before we go to calls, Dr. Dolman, what do we know know? What can you definitively, scientifically say?
4: Well, we uh, were funded by the Sci Fi Channel back in September of last year to conduct an archaeological test excavation at the putative Roswell impact site, which is one of um, two or three sites. Um, we were led to that location by Don Schmidt. And what we did was implement some fairly standard archaeological test excavation methods uh, in a stage research project to look for evidence of the sort that had been originally reported by the eyewitnesses and that it primarily includes debris which was ostensibly all cleaned up and a gouge or furrow mark in the ground that was made by the something that hit the ground and then skipped back up the air and came back down in another location Mm -hmm. so the methods that we used to look for that involved first some geophysical perspection using electromagnetic conductivity and metal detection and i don't don't want to get into
0: too much technical
4: stuff yeah i'm trying to keep it in what do we know um... what we know is that during the process of that investigation we recovered some things that will be analyzed we have soil samples in which we're going to look for evidence of unusual chemical composition using some fairly standard geological techniques under the assumption that vacuumed or not if there was debris a lot of it was small just like a broken glass and not all of it was recovered and some of it must be in the dirt out there if there's debris we also know that we found in one of the backhoe trenches that we excavated an unusual feature that had essentially the shape that um, you'd expect if there was a gouge and the backhoe trench where that thing was found was right where there was supposed to be a gouge and so, hmm. essentially, we're still in the analytical stage, I and got you. the results of that analysis are going to be, um, I think, made available in a show presented by Sci-Fi coming up in October.
0: Let me get a, a call here. Reykjavik, Iceland. Hello. Hello. Hi.
1: How are you, Larry? I Fine.
0: What's the question?
1: Don't you think these stories about the aliens being small people with large heads and large eyes and small mouths Just came out of the experiments the military were doing after the war. They used the children's bodies to investigate the effects of radiation on the human body.
0: Any truth to
11: that, uh, Donald? The Air Force, in its continuing effort to provide alternative explanations and theories... uh, reached a ridiculous level in 1997 on the 50th anniversary when it was suggested that these were anthropomorphic wooden crash dummies albeit five years removed from 1947 with the suggestion that the witnesses were merely time compressing uh, the decades within their memories and until they are able to provide a single witness contrary to our own as evidenced by Jesse Marcel's father and others that we have interviewed and who have signed sworn affidavits. Until they can provide a witness at the debris field, at the impact site, at the base, on any of the outgoing and incoming flights involved, suggesting this was an alternative explanation, something prosaic, we will continue to go where the witnesses Uh, and the testimony lead us.
0: Let me get a break. As we go to break, we remind you that the clips you're seeing are from the Sci-Fi Channel's documentary, The Roswell Crash, Startling New Evidence, it's now available on dvd and there you see the cover of the dvd and we'll be back with more calls don't go away they're talking about nineteen forty seven well, you're talking about dummies used in the uh, in the fifties
8: almost a decade later Well, i'm afraid that's the problem that we have with time compression i don't know what they saw in forty seven but i'm quite sure it probably was project Mogul. but i think if you find that people Talk about things over a period of time, they begin to lose exactly when the date was, and there were lots of dummies dropped. There were 20, about 2,500 balloons launched during this 30-year period in New Mexico alone.
4: Ditech.com Refinancing your mortgage to a low fixed rate or cashing out equity is fast and easy. Just call 1-800-DITECH-1. Ditech.com Speed guaranteed. One of these cars is filled with new shell gasoline. Gasoline specially formulated to give you better mileage. In fact, we have tests to prove it. So, if you took these three cars on an identical journey new shell gasoline would help one of them go farther.
10: Move over, Claritin. Today,
5: there's Alibert. Non-drowsy allergy medicine you can take right when you need it. New Allivert starts dissolving the instant it touches your tongue without water. So Allivert is non-drowsy relief you can take inside, Outside. Wherever you are. Get prescription strength non-drowsy 24-hour relief. Even Claritin can't beat. New quick-dissolving Alavert. Allergy medicine you can take right when you need it. Wherever you are.
6: Also try Alavert in new easy-to-swallow tablets. Did you know if you get
1: AOL, you can get this alert that tells you you have a phone call when you're online? No. Neither does
8: Dad.
3: Uh. If you want to
5: get your calls, you want to get AOL. Because AOL Call Alert tells you when you have a phone call when you're online. So you'll never miss another important
9: call again. Sign up for AOL and get your first 45 days free. With AOL Call Alert included for up to 12 months.
0: Everywhere that freedom arrives, humanity rejoices. And everywhere
4: that freedom stirs, let tyrants fear. This July 4th, CNN takes you inside the bravery and battles, the heroes, and homecomings.
0: An unforgettable look at the full story, The Road to Baghdad. This Friday, July 4th, 10 Eastern on CNN. The power of trust.
4: America's most credible news source year after year. The power of pictures. Images fly the instant the story happens. The power of reporting, more bureaus than any U.S. television news organization. The power of CNN,
8: the most trusted name in news.
1: Jesus, what's the matter, James? Coming. What do you mean? Different ones. Not like him. Many different races. Different species.
3: They're coming. Are you okay?
0: Huh. Julie Schuster, do a lot of people come to that museum?
10: yes we have people from around the world coming and last year we had over 205,000 visitors through our doors
0: what's that to your right?
10: this is Harold he's our anthropomorphic dummy he is one of the explanations that was given that we mistook or the people in Roswell in 1947 mistook as an alien the only problem was he wasn't used until the 1950s 52 to the late 1960s so we don't think he looks like an alien.
0: Do most of the people come? Are they come as believers?
10: I think a lot of them do. I can't say most. Um, we have people that come with believe, don't believe, or are never going to believe, but a lot of people come and want to have questions answered if possible.
0: Leslie Keene, what was found in Kecksburg?
10: Well, Larry, that's what we
9: want to find out, uh, because we you mean don't they won't know. Show you? and that's why we're doing this freedom of information act initiative and we've got a, a law firm working with us we've got a, a art history archives research firm we've got a private investigator we've got a team of people that are trying to get the documentation that will tell us what came down and that's why we're working on it we don't know.
0: Hamilton New Jersey hello.
10: Hi I have a question for Glenn. Go ahead. Did you see what the military put in the coffin that
1: was reserved
0: Did you ever see anything in a coffin, Glenn?
1: No, I did not. I did not see it. They were all shipped out in uh, what we call body bags and put in a a hermetically sealed container and was flown directly to Wright-Patterson.
8: Tampa, Florida, hello. Yes, Larry. My question for your panel is, what effect, if any, did the Cold War between the United States and Russia have on the disclosure of information regarding possible UFO crashes, such as the one at Roswell in 1947?
0: Don Schmidt has already referred to that. You think a great effect, right, Don?
11: Yes, of course it did. It was uh, almost a predecessor to our race to the moon, for example, and certainly our development of uh, atomic propulsion. Uh, The Soviets wouldn't detonate their first atomic bomb until... August of 1949, but our concern certainly was as to the development of such technology and in the event of such a crash here at Roswell. Again, certainly the, the hope that we were the only ones in possession, and we also believe that it may have also become a bit of a bargaining tool. The suggestion that it was merely a weather balloon was something that even Premier Joseph Stalin didn't believe back in 47, (laughs) and there are documents that suggested that he was very concerned that we had even upped our uh, technology regarding the atomic bomb. Calgary, Ontario, Canada. Hello. Uh, Larry, a great fan. Um, It seems that the
8: most frequent reports of U.F. sightings are in the United States. You don't hear much about sightings in other countries throughout the world.
0: Dr. Dolman, are there others?
4: unfortunately i'm totally not an expert in in the ufo phenomenon i am an expert in archaeology and <laughs> i gotten finding physical evidence but i'm afraid i can not answer that question
11: donald are there others yes if i might in fact at the center for ufo studies for example as they have catalog reports from all over the world we do have reports from almost as many countries that presently are in the united nations why and would you guess don that they don't they don't they land in roswell they don't land in
0: washington they land in Ennui, they don't land in Paris. Why don't they ever go well, that to a large area where we all could see them?
11: That has always been the nature of the beast, so to speak. In other words, the phenomena itself has always been very late night, very rural, very isolated. Yet there have been some uh, very profound cases over military, uh, strategic air command facilities. In fact, even the buzzing of the White House in subsequent uh, weeks in July of 1952 where formations of objects were tracked and aircraft scrambled uh, from Andrews Air Force Base on these unknowns. So again Roswell meeting in New Mexico, I think it had a lot to do with the fact that this was uh, the hotbed for military activity at that time and indeed if we're dealing with something off the planet. They were concerned with our military potential back in '47. We'll be back with
0: uh, more moments and more phone calls on this never fascinating phenomena. Don't go
7: away. On the front of the drawer it says Operation Blue Book. He says this interest interesting? Big old thick photo. Roswell, 47. One picture showed three dead aliens laying side by side, apparently on some kind of a canvas or cloth. And showed two others standing side by side. I assumed they were the ones that lived.
3: According to Cox, the file also contained photos of the crashed spacecraft.
7: Saucer, as they call it, was not round as it's been depicted in most cases. It was more egg-shaped front to rear.
8: Tough heartburn? Try Extra Strength Mylanta. Nothing's faster or more soothing than Extra Strength Mylanta, the liquidator. Next week, Bill Hammer,
0: Solanet O'Brien, where real news makes the difference. American
8: Morning, CNN, next week. My name's
5: Raj. Uh, I design software. You must be a model. This is a
9: great party. I like parties. I like a party. We were wondering if the two of you would possibly...
5: The Interactive Program Guide. Find what you want, when you want it. Another way Comcast Digital Cable makes life a little cooler.
6: If you didn't watch ACN today, you missed. Have a look at this ring. We just got 300 of these in. I love this. I want this. And a 10-carat white gold wedding set. 150 sold with 2.5 carats of diamonds and sapphires. It is gorgeous.
10: Just high quality at a good value all the time. Today's show is history, but tomorrow's is a whole different ACN.
6: We're as passionate about jewelry and gemstones as you are. ACN Jewelry Television. Nine
10: years and glowing.
0: How much is this? It's a dollar. And how much is... For
8: you? One
0: dollar. How much are these? Everything's a dollar. If you've got a dollar,
5: you can get Comcast High Speed Internet. Call 1-800-COMCAST-NOW and get basic installation for just one dollar. It's our best deal of the year. How much are these?
0: Security. Join WFAA Channel 8 for Trinity Fest, Texas' biggest 4th of July celebration. Enjoy a spectacular gruchy fireworks show and the sounds of Monica, Ricky Van Shelton, and the group Polania. Don't miss the Carnival, the kids' Own, and the all-new Dallas Cowboy Interactive Hall of Fame with games, cheerleaders, and prizes. Trinity Fest runs 2 p.m. till midnight in downtown Dallas. Get there by riding Dart and the TRE. Purchase tickets and Dart passes at Minyards, Sack and & Save, and Carnival Food Stores in the spirit of Texas cnn the most trusted name in news julie what does what are officialdom think of your museum
10: we've had no response that i know of from any official sources um we've opened up we don't try to tell people one way or the other so I, nobody has questioned us that we know of
0: what's that over there to your left
10: This is a prop, this alien was created as a prop for the movie Roswell in 1994, and he is one of our most photographed, most enjoyed exhibits. People really like to check him out and see what the aliens might have looked like.
0: But That's been the general description of those who reported to have seen them. That's the general description as to how they look, right?
10: Yes, sir, it was. It, that's... A lot is a composite of witness accounts.
0: Thanks, Julie. Oakland, California. Hello.
6: Hi Larry. A quick comment first. There have been UFO sightings of a major cities such as Mexico City. Did they never
0: land anywhere though.
6: Well oh, they've been sighted everywhere. Right,
0: but over over only yeah. Well walla, walla walla walla.
6: sightings in Phoenix. Okay. The question is why are UFO investigations generally not taken seriously? Why are they laughed off as science fiction? Leslie? Well, she's right there's
9: a strong attitude of ridicule in the media and everywhere else i think it's become a cultural phenomenon over many many years i think a lot of it is because people are not informed about the issue and if journalists and scientists and others were to study the data to study what we do know and to listen to some of the experts that have talked about the issue i think they would change their minds but it has become kind of inculcated into our culture uh So I encourage people to do some research into this phenomena and I think they will discover it to be worthy of investigation and worthy of news coverage and uh, uh, our scientists in this country and around the world deserve the resources to solve this problem for us. And we can have these wonderful witnesses coming forward, we can have documentaries made for years and years and years, we're not going to solve the problem until we get our scientists on board, get them the resources they need to find out for us what these things are and to solve this problem once and for all. And I think that's what's needed. The ridicule factor has to go.
0: Hamburg, Germany, hello.
9: Hello, Larry, you're just great. My question is, how could aliens visit the Earth if nothing can travel faster than the speed of light?
0: And not what?
3: Uh, Than the speed of light.
0: How could they...
11: Donald, do you get that question? question? How could they travel the great distances and Dr. Hynek used to uh, use the analogy of a deck of playing cards and the thickness of a card equating the distance from the earth to the moon being a single card and the distance from alpha the earth to alpha centauri 4.3 light years being 19 miles of playing cards so it's, it truly is, as far as astronomers and astrophysicists, for example, that it is beyond uh, acceptance within their field. But we still have to accept the possibilities of parallel universes, interdimensional travel, wormholes, black holes, and that type of thing, and even teleportation and possibility even time travel.
0: Glenn, do you think we're ever going to know the whole story?
1: <laughs> well, <coughs> not at the rate it's going now. <laughs> There's some sightings just recently in Australia and New Zealand. And also, I got a call the other day that people that had been in Egypt visiting the pyramids, and they, they, uh, they shut them down for three or four days with no tourists going out there on account of the sightings.
0: But Dr. Goldman, you think... You, I, I'm sorry, go ahead, Glenn.
1: But I don't know. Uh, I think the more the public uh, understands this, the more they know about it, the better the whole world will be. Dr. Dolman,
0: you think we're going to get answers?
4: Well, it's hard to say if we will or not, but I think that Leslie made a very important point, and that's one of the things that interested me in this project that I did out there. That is that all of the Roswell story up until this point is largely based on eyewitness testimony, anecdotal evidence, uh, a few suggestive documents and things like that, and there's actually until this point no one has bothered to go out and look for actual physical evidence my part of this whole thing was to apply archaeological techniques to what is essentially an archaeological problem uh, go to a site sure and see if there's evidence and we want to thank
0: again the sci-fi channel that documentary the roswell crash startling new evidence is now available on dvd we thank glenn dennis for spending all this time with us he worked at the Ballard funeral home in roswell when all this t- happened donald schmidt is the former co-director of the j allen hynek center for ufo studies Leslie Keane is the investigative journalist looking into the incident in Kecksburg, Pennsylvania that's been called Pennsylvania's Roswell. Dr. William Dolman is the archaeologist and principal investigator for the University of New Mexico Office of Contract Archaeology. And Julie Schuster is the executive director of the UFO Museum. I'll come back and tell you about tomorrow right after this.
5: Every day, all over the world, millions of people receive Adobe PDFs. But few you realize just how simple they are to create, which begs the question, is it better to give a PDF? Or to receive one? The PDF from Adobe Acrobat. Are we
8: oh, time to leave. You gotta get rid of this pain fast. The moment of choice, Tylenol or Advil, which will work better on muscle aches. Truth is, with Advil Liquid Gels, you can feel better, faster. Only Advil Liquid Gels give you advanced, liquid-filled capsules that work faster, stronger,
4: better than Tylenol on tough
8: pain. Advil Liquid Gels brush relief when you need it. Gentle on your stomach, too. For better relief, advance to Advil. In a true Italian home, the kitchen is the heart. It's where people gather to talk, to laugh,
1: and to eat. And so it is at Romano's Macaroni Grill. You are literally surrounded
8: by the sights, the sounds, and the aromas of great Italian dishes. Like our fabulous new twice-baked lasagna with meatballs. I know
1: just the place for that. Welcome to Romano's Macaroni Grill. Into our kitchen, and into our heart.
11: The experts
8: at Hotels.com know how close all the places are to where you want to stay. All at the best price. Hotels.com. Best prices, best places. Guaranteed.
4: There's never been a better time for baseball.
8: And this is the place you want to be. TBS Superstation. Major League
4: Baseball's top-rated national cable network. Get Major League Action all season on TBS Superstation. Next week, Solanet O'Brien Starting Monday Bill Hammer
6: Only on CNN
0: Together on American Morning Where real news makes the difference American
8: Morning CNN next week
0: CNN The most trusted name in news Before we tell you about tomorrow and Toss It Air And one of the funniest human beings on the planet And an old friend, Buddy Hackett Passed away yesterday What a guy Buddy was He appeared on this show Once or twice, back in the early days, many times on my old radio show. God, he was funny. And he was creative, and he was out of his mind. All he did was make you laugh. Dear buddy, we miss him already. Had breakfast with him a month ago. Now he's gone. Sleep well, buddy. Tomorrow night, Charles Gibson of ABC's Good Morning America will be our special guest. And Dolly Parton is going to be aboard on Thursday night. Speaking of things big, Newsnight is big. Get the transition there. <laughs> he got it. Aaron Brown is the host of Newsnight. Mr. B is ready. <laughs> you and me, were the only two that got it. No one else knows. I hope okay, you're right. Thank you, thank you Mr. Take King. Take it away. <laughs>